0: Okay. I, told,
1: I told him he was upgraded to B mic after you left. <laughs> Wait, what, so what am I? Is C mic now. You were gone, so th- what, you were completely irrelevant. Dude,
0: I'm like Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club now. Wait a minute, is
1: Jake Mike? here? Jake, yeah. squeak if you if you're there. I'm here. There you He's
2: go. The D- what <laughs> a pathetic look
1: squiggle look you have. Look at his little blip on there. It's like
3: up here.
0: Bro, you gotta turn your gain up, which I don't think you can control on here, so I don't actually
2: know what you're supposed to do. No, I definitely don't don't need to. Turn my gain up.
3: He needs to turn I his life to, up. Was too
1: <laughs> Brian was telling me he got some new hash.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm feeling fucking perfect right now. Great. All right. Don't let this me say. A great time to make th- up stuff. Don't let me say anything stupid.
1: I have no, <laughs> I have no control over you whatsoever. You you seem to forget that.
0: Wait. So what is this? this is the Knife Nuts podcast right? Because we're a minute in and we haven't said that yet.
1: Oh, well, we're not, we're not, we're, I thought we're recording, but we didn't start the podcast yet. Oh, okay. Think of this is bonus footage. All right.
0: Hey, I still like it as the beginning.
1: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Knife welcome Nuts black. podcast. Welcome what? You said welcome black. Welcome black? <laughs> <laughs> Do it say all over. That. I did not. I thought, did I say black? No,
0: you definitely didn't, but we're, we'll review the tape later. Oh,
1: my God. This is going to be one of those nights. Yeah. Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Knife Nuts Podcast. First one in like a week where we didn't yeah. record. How's everybody doing? We're not doing <laughs> Brian's <gonna> be <laughs>
2: Fucking
1: all right. I'm doing it again. No, do it no, we're just we're just going through a power through. No, I'm doing it again.
2: Okay, fine. And there's gonna be three in there because you know Dave's leaving all these. Yes. Alright, fine.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Knife Nuts Podcast. This is the first time we've ever recorded twice in one week.
0: Yeah, and uh, if you are enjoying the crystal clear quality, it's because we've finally made some efforts to up our production game. The crystal clear quality
2: is uh, yet to be seen.
0: Yeah, that's definitely an overstatement. I, I feel like something's definitely going to go Absolutely. wrong
2: here. But Brian did get a new microphone, and we are yeah. using an actual what what do you usually call this service?
0: A podcast recording service, podcast, I guess.
2: Recording service for money.
0: Yeah, and cash. This is money. what your Patreon, your hard-earned Patreon dollars are going to. That's right. So you might as well use headphones. I'm sure they're all thrilled. Yeah. Yeah, I I hope so, Brian. How's
3: that new mic? It's, well, you tell me. You say, <laughs> I can't <laughs> hear it on good. my end. You sound
1: good. That's a good point. You sound good?
3: Yeah, yeah. Sounds the, great. The hate will come through nice and clear now yeah it'd be really funny if your if your new jersey accent went away completely it was all just <laughs> <the> best, <laughs> was my phone, <laughs> it was just your phone. I, I got that app that says talk like a new jerseyan yeah yeah wow
1: well that's how we're gonna make our money screw this podcast shit that's actually a really good idea
0: i mean t-pain had like the auto-tune app that makes you sound like t-pain we just need one that makes you sound like
1: brian oh, oh my no. god it's
0: part of the brian it and no vr experience. experience
1: exactly it's all oh. coming together Yes, it is. Um, this right. is going to be a very listener-driven episode, isn't that right, Dave?
0: Yeah, because as it turns out, uh, the knife world doesn't move that fast. So when you recorded five days ago, um, it turns out a lot of shit doesn't happen between then. So yeah, all Q and A
1: stuff from which listeners. is funny because there's no way we covered everything that happened in the knife world at all. We just did our own thing. Uh, yeah, there's just, like, I don't know.
0: It's <laughs> This This isn't, like, politics or, like, the music industry or something. Stuff. It just doesn't move at a particularly rapid
1: pace. Well, that pace. the last episode, half of it was about my hairline and explosions. <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> that is
0: true. So,
1: Actually, you know what? It feels
0: like there's a knife show every week now. Like, this Paris one was, what, two weeks after G10? Mm,
1: a lot of shilling going on over two- in Paris.
0: Oh, God. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Nice knives, though. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, seriously. Well, there's a lot of really talented French makers, and then everybody from Europe presumably went. Um, Goya had a representative for its
1: chickpeas. <laughs> the chickpeas there. Oh shit! The the, the head of of of, of their uh, creative department. <laughs> oh man! Emphasis on Emphasis head. Emphasis on head. Yes. Yeah. Shout out to they, Goya. Solid. Chickpeas. They came away with an award for best folder for Goya. Yeah. Is that? I feel like that's kind of masturbatory. Can you give yourself an award? I, I I mean, I just like to hear the word masturbate used in a different tense. That's never been done yeah. before.
0: You can't I mean this is like giving yourself a nickname, which we've addressed before. You can't give yourself a nickname. I don't think you can give yourself an award.
1: I don't I don't know if the chickpea gave himself the award, but there was definitely some some money some, some money collusion. exchanged
0: in order to Let's get the Mueller probe on this shit because there was definitely some collusion with the Russians. Well,
1: obviously.
3: Well, anyway, well, how many how many people that won awards were actually sponsors? Oh shit,
0: Brian! I think. Hold on, let me hit the bomb because we have a sound effect thing now. I mean, it didn't play. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Oh, thank God. I thought I was going to have to add it in post. I did not want to have to add it in post.
1: Stop. No, Not more than oh one God. fucking bomb. I, I don't know, no I don't know how to No one's going to listen it. to this fucking podcast. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I don't We're know how to stop it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I stopped it. Why? I think I stopped it. Three of them?
0: Yeah, three of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: this is going <good. laughs> to...
3: A little boy with his oh new toys. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Yo,
0: I, I'm just going to mute myself this whole episode and find things to put oh, in here. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my god, this is what i going spend the entire <laughs> week
1: doing. Okay, so... I have... To- <clears throat> you yeah, questions? We, you have a lot and I have a lot of nonsense, but maybe I'll find something in there.
0: Yeah, I, I got some good ones, so I want to say thank you, everyone. Um, we've done this a few times and we usually get... I don't want to say bad questions, but we basically don't get anything usable. And uh, this because we, we didn't actually tell them what well, we did. That's true, but it's very true. Uh,
1: should we just? Sure. Just so get basically, into it? all we did was all right. Ask everyone on Instagram what they wanted us to hear about, and we decided to make an episode about it. What they wanted us to yeah. hear about?
3: Black. Fix that, I'll and I'll post. Fix that in
1: post. I'm sorry. That I'm still I'm still crying <laughs> from laughing so hard.
2: Well, welcome, black. <laughs>
0: <laughs> god damn it i'm gonna drop i was gonna drop z, a bomb on z him, mike is just hanging out down there
1: <laughs> with his little <laughs> blips every so often god damn z mike
3: you've been i
1: think we're saying Zeba, but we're actually saying z mike all right yes <laughs>
0: one would think we'd only have abc and d mics but we have a z mike all right first question from knives as a hobby it's a very direct instagram name Thoughts on hype knives, such as the Spectre, presumably Holt Blade Works, uh, Koenig Arius, Grimsmo Norseman, uh, Brown Knife Servo, the Gareth Bull Wari, mm-hmm. etc. Um, I don't know. It's Hype doesn't necessarily make a knife bad or good. Some of those knives are good. Some are not so good. Like, I, I don't want a Gareth Bull Wari. They have, like, zero detent, and Gareth Bull has some interesting past been like kicked out of the south african knife makers lists, like every sucking, knife that so.
1: dr frunke likes
0: now, i was just about to say this YouTube, is the uh, the youtube channel right? of dr frunke yeah <clears throat> it's all you very um, youtubey knives
1: i don't know none of those knives really wait well the brown knives i do like i handled it especially since he he made that change to the blade profile
0: yeah it, it's it totally I really, I really changed like that knife it. for and me he's i did also not like cool it before like and i like it, it now yeah, he he seems very nice, and he apparently listens to the podcast. So I, I'm really happy with that change. I imagine he's going to get rid of the overtravel it, stop. I at think some it's point an interesting too.
1: little ornamentation on there, but with the way that he does his knives, it should just be integrated.
0: Yeah, and I don't know. I think I think the more uh, picky people don't like it. What about the Koenig aerius? I feel like this knife is so overexposed that I have. No I don't have an issue with
1: with Koenig knives um, at all. I think they make a nice product. Um, Bill and his team they're they're nice people. Um, they, you know, they take them, their work very seriously. I had the Goblin prototype when they first came out. Um, excellent knife. I think I'll get another one down the road. Um, and the Arius is a is a really nice knife, but it just never really spoke to me personally. No, is the it made by Millard? I can't remember. Was, and then, well, yeah, because uh, now Bill they make was it really displeased with the way that that was going
0: yeah i couldn't even keep track i know i know they were they were affiliated at one point
1: he, he started his own machine shop oh okay right?
0: that's part of the allure mm-hmm. yeah well that's i mean that's cool there's not that many american ma- i mean american knife companies manufacturing well, they, their own I mean at this
1: point so. they, they operate more like a very small operation you know like if you had you could ha- they could have them make something yeah. for you specifically
0: yeah, I mean, they, they certainly do a lot of customization. The Ariases are all seem to be pretty different. The Norseman at this point, though, it's 2018. What is there left to say about the Norseman? <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm over They've it. They've been making it for like six wanna, years. let me keep going on Koenig for a minute because there was actually a bit of controversy that popped up okay. in the past week that I do want to address. Um, they are no longer warranting any modified knives. So that... Uh, set poorly with some, I, as far as I know, as of now, everything's been resolved and it's purely, you know, their decision, what they do with their, uh, with their warranty service. But a lot of their dealers like Fanatic Edge and stuff make a lot of their living by, you know, anodizing knives and stuff like that. Not to mention, uh, that particular dealer also sells a lot of Koenig knives. So it, it left the whole yeah. to do. And uh, what do you guys think about that sort of situation? Where I
3: I have a question uh, question with that. Now, is it did they make that decision because they're getting you know a bunch of knives that have been you know put together wrong well, I imagine or there's jacked something, up by somebody else? That is going that, going that on
1: too? Um, well, yeah.
0: There's another there's another one of Koenig's dealers, USA Made Blade, who does anodizing and, and laser etching or laser engraving of Koenig knives too. And so I immediately thought of
1: that when I saw that. Yeah, I think what it was, um, that's been it was a knee-jerk reaction to some of the stuff they had coming out. <clears throat> and from what I understand, it was just handled a little bit uh, quickly and to the surprise of dealers like Fnatic Edge and USA Made Blade.
0: Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, Tim Reeve will have to confirm this, but I think I think CRK doesn't uh, warranty anything yeah. that's been modified, even though I, it was I just think- electro
1: anodizing. I think what happened now is like those companies are going to work with Koenig and do like runs in different colors and stuff like that or whatever. But either way, it, it all got. Yeah, if you have like a, a certified anodizer. Not by something the, that I by by see that happen too often in this community uh, anymore, but it came to a resolution.
2: Hinder did the same thing a few years back. Yeah, yeah. well, Hinder,
1: Rick, Rick did a great. No, Rick went the opposite direction where.
0: They'll, like, let you but modify anything as long as it doesn't damage the knife. Before uh, that,
2: it had been their policy of yeah. that they would not warranty anything modified. And then before they opened it up completely, they opened it up to specific uh, anodizing services that they had a relationship yeah, with.
0: Yeah, now now basically, as long as, like, the thing you do does not affect the functionality of the knife, they don't care. So you can even get regrinds. And wow, they'll...
1: I think that's actually absurd. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe if you like had it regrinded and it's the edge is super thin and you like blow out the edge or something, they won't warranty that. But like, if there's Lock Rock and you happen to have the edge reground or something, or the the, the blade
1: reground or the edge
0: reprofiled. No, I meant I meant the blade. I don't know. Like, I, more I, dramatic.
1: I don't think as a knife maker or a manufacturer, I could warranty something that somebody reground.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't blame companies for drawing the line there. I think ZT allows uh, for
1: anodizing. They at don't waste. allow for. Um, People using the knife, though.
2: Um, I Jake uh what we're is this a reference to?
1: About uh, Chris Kelly's uh, five fifty.
2: Oh no! <laughs> yeah, what about if the regrind is done by the factory? <laughs> and
0: and it's awesome. oh what did, what did they do?
2: Yeah, he snapped the tip. He snapped the tip.
0: Oh, and instead of replacing the blade, did they just try and mm-hmm. like grind a
2: new uh, yeah. tip into it? It was. It's not good. That's
0: how it's terrible. Oh my god! It's. Probably, i'm assuming it lost like half an inch in you blade remember marks. those
2: like car arms delicas that were full length handled but like a oh. one inch blade <laughs> it kind of looks like that but it's a five how'd you break the tip how did he break the tip he uses it every day as a, an electrician um you he know. was yeah
0: did he hit like a live wire no,
2: i'm sure he was either sc- sc- using it as a screwdriver or a pry bar or something
0: Dude, I love the people that use their knives on like and hit live wires with them and when like the edge gets blown out like literally a chunk blown out they're upset. Like what what, what is the optimal outcome there? I don't know. They don't die. Uh, yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I suppose. I mean, but that's the same thing as using it as a screwdriver and snapping off off the tip. Would you expect the company to reblade your knife with a brand new blade because you cut through wires with it? I th-
2: I think he offered to pay for a new blade.
0: Yeah, it's only $25 to have a blade replaced by ZT.
2: Yeah, but they, like, didn't have one because it's a discontinued model. And, uh, the, j- I mean, really, the issue there was just the quality of the regrind <laughs> was so bad. <laughs> it's just not something you'd expect to see from a company like that. Maybe I'll post a pic.
1: If, the, if, there's no, if there's no replacements, then... Either way. Can only do butt so much. It's funny, um, he bought my, uh my spider co shaman so that's i'm curious to see what that's going to look like in a month
0: all right next question um well this isn't a question this is a statement apparently brian sounds like big pussy from the sopranos i I assume everyone just thinks everyone that has a new jersey accent sounds like someone from the sopranos so that makes sense
3: wasn't far from my house all
0: right m mccormick 1325 with what seems like a new one every day what do you consider the best overall blade steel um I'm almost going to say it doesn't matter because if you own more than I don't know five knives, you'll never notice the difference. Hot take. Uh,
1: And uh, for me, the only knives that really ever get used and abused are my Spyderco's, and I have a couple like ZTs um, that I've really put through the paces. And I think uh, Jake and I will probably agree. Like really good S30V (laughs) works great. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had mixed stuff with S35. it works, but I feel like it doesn't hold an edge any better than S30. It,
0: it has less vanadium.
1: It actually, I think, has slightly worse edge retention. That, that farting sound was it's Jake's cool. disapproval of S35VN. I
0: was going to say, what the fuck was that?
1: <laughs> the wet... The yeah,
0: wet no, sword. as, one, as one pro, uh, 1%
2: less vanadium. Uh, I'll go on record saying the, the Blade Steel might make for 40% of the performance. and tree. 60% is the heat treat, yeah.
0: Well, and the edge sure. geometry. Like if you have a super thin ground oh, yeah. blade, everything else out. being
2: yeah. equal, that's that's a different conversation.
0: I hate to say it, I think the only time oh. you really notice is when a blade steel is really bad. Everything basically above a CR will probably work. Uh, I mean, well.
1: I'll say I've worked the other knives that I've used are like S110 and S90. Like they hold their edge. Right. They 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 perform as advertised. Mm-hmm. But they are a bitch yeah. to sharpen once they get back to, uh, uh, you know, back to what you want them to do. Luckily, I have a Jake for that.
0: Yeah, I, I just, I honestly, I think you only really notice the bad seals and don't really notice I've, the good. I've steals. never had
1: to. My, my mini typhoon is uh, one of the knives that I use a lot, and I don't think I've ever had to resharpen it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's S ninety. I, I have not sh- sharpened or touched mine. Honestly, like, I think the only knives I've really had to sharpen, like, multiple times were, like, things in 14C28N, which is relative. I like large. that steel, too, though. But, yeah, 14C28N is a great budget steel. That's, that's a good one, but I don't know. I think um, a lot, a lot of emphasis is put on blade steel when, realistically, most people don't need it. I mean, M390 is so common now, though, Like like, just, yeah, M390 is the best overall
1: steel. There we go. M390 is really good. You can't really say anything bad about it.
0: It is. It's really good, and it's so yeah, ubiquitous it's going to be at this point. Affordable,
1: which is amazing.
0: Yeah, I honestly, I wonder if Bowler is making more of it. If the knife industry is at all driving that, because I
1: don't know what it's used for otherwise—cutting dies or yeah, something. Yeah, definitely like a tool. That's what a tool steel is for, right? Kaiser is actually changing their basic steel on their um, Vanguard series. I think to fourteen C twenty eight N. I can't remember what it was. Give me one second. Yeah, they, they had the Roach in and N690. And N690, which is basically D2, right? No, N690 is it's
0: it's very equivalent to VG10 in like edge holding, but it's it's very stain resistant. It's gotcha. not like a it, this is a very lateral sort of It's a lateral change. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's it an upgrade. Old, I always thought it was more of an upgrade, but Well, people hate VG10, so to a lot of people it'll probably be an
1: upgrade. I've never had a problem with VG10 either, but that's just me.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't I don't understand it. But like again,
1: I just don't have enough
0: I've never had one knife where I just sat there and kept using it and using it and using but it. But
1: with VG-10, you just give it a strop and you're back to right where you left off.
0: Yeah, it's, it's fine. Um, again, yeah, it's really, it's really tough to evaluate steels when you have a lot of knives. I, unless you sit there and buy a bunch of rope and cut it. Which
1: sounds awful. for Cedric and Ada to do. Exactly. I, I don't want to do that. So, it's, yeah. This is way too much information for our podcast. <laughs>
0: It is. This is not going to be a very funny episode, apparently. I'll just sprinkle in some bombs.
3: And surprisingly, there was a lot—very uh, little of Jake there.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, there's some weird noises that I'm now going to have to edit out.
2: So there was that.
0: Yeah, I thought so I was muted, that.
2: and I got it, I grabbed a tissue.
1: Nope. You. Well, now you. <laughs> fun fact: You were not muted. With this, you can just cut him off entirely, right? When you're <laughs> editing. <laughs> yeah. Just. I'm just going to remove his track.
2: Make, I'll
0: redub the Jake
2: track. Make, make me be Mike on, on a totally different podcast.
1: Oh, <laughs> so here's here. We should do an isolated track. I'll do a fun one from my uh, from my Instagram, and it ties back to what we were just talking about: China D2 and its history and importance in American knife culture. <laughs> 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 we, we mentioned in the last episode; it's now catching on as its own steel because we knives just. Is using that as a way to describe the steel on one of their knives?
0: We really, that's we true. really need to buy something in in China D two, and then just have it like mass spectroscopy done on it, and see if it really is even close to D two. Hmm. I, uh, I'm not so sure. It probably yeah. changes everything. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's China D two isn't. It's not a steel. It's an idea. That is an idea. It's a concept. <laughs> state of mind. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: a state of mind. Right. <laughs>
0: I'm feeling so China d two right now. Wait until we're in the next goop newsletter it's like are you in a, are asking you it's a survey about whether you're in china d two state of mind? did you just say that
1: uh Brian just dropped off
0: no he muted himself apparently he, he didn't
1: <laughs> that's good
2: that's we'll amazing time yeah did he you, was like he was about
1: to get real pissed and then he muted
2: himself yeah did you just yeah. say did you <laughs> oh
3: that I muted myself. Wow, that was very lucky of me. You don't have to erase that now. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of well, news Wait, you- just can you go back? I, what kind I, of I newsletter know, I was it? I know that? what
1: he thinks you said,
0: but that's not what he said. Goop, it's the it's the health company that Gwyneth
3: Paltrow owns. <laughs> oh, all right. I'm sorry. I was Jesus like totally right. off base there. I heard something else. Yeah, no.
0: It, Goop is this <laughs> bullshit health company that Gwyneth Paltrow owns. Right. You don't have to keep you don't have to keep saying it now. <laughs> Goop. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm just. I want to know what you were thinking. I said no, no, oh, no. Oh, I think I know what you say. Yeah, I think I know where that was going. Okay, move on. Moving on.
1: God damn it! All right, pick another question, Dave.
0: Um. Okay. Uh. Let me try and pick one that isn't super. Here's one uh, about steel inserts from P Tricky 13. So I don't buy titanium frame locks without steel inserts because all the ones I had before were probably crap. Can you elaborate on why anyone would or God, should buy one? This guy's a nerd, isn't? Um, he? I, I mean, because you can, make, you can make a frame lock without a steel insert that works. I've had plenty of ones with inserts that have had lock issues. In fact, it's pretty easy to get lock slip. Um, what was the question? Why, why anyone would buy a, a titanium-on-steel frame lock interface?
1: Like, one without an insert. I mean, because it works. The question itself is juvenile. <laughs> wow, that was very, very nice of <laughs> you, yeah, I don't like this question. It, it does work. You can, you um, can def- there's different ways of having, you know, there's something to be said about making a titanium on steel lock work. It just goes into the how well that
3: knife is made. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, well, I kind of agree with you, that. dude. Well, in your
1: case, Brian, in your case, Brian, it would make no sense to do one that just titanium on steel. But for like a someone who makes their knives in a different fashion, it might make sense.
3: Oh, I absolutely, but I just happen to Yeah, I don't it. think
1: there's
0: a downside to it, but it isn't necessarily like a panacea for lock issues. Like, there are plenty of frame locks with steel inserts that still have lock issues. <laughs> Jake can, can expound on that with the Max Ace that I sent to him, or the two of them. Yeah, and
2: I was going to say, I remember when that was first becoming popular and then the norm, and it was always advertised as uh, this great new feature where if you need to, you can always just... Swap a yeah. new replacement insert. I've never, I've never seen anyone swap a new replacement insert, you know, if it, because it wore too much or or whatever. I, I've never seen. We'll that find happen. out in about fifteen um, years when that person is still using that same knife. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I, I guess nobody has owned a long enough for that to be an issue.
1: Yeah, except maybe Chris Kelly because he had it.
2: But gun... uh, simultaneously, we I, I've handled plenty of old titanium frame locks you know 20 year old striders or whatever that are that are fine so i don't yeah.
1: know how could you tell it was 20 years old yeah. versus being 5 years old uh, you know what i mean because striders have th- late lock up to begin thin with blue line
2: whatever <laughs> there's a, there's a website that helps you date them you count its rings yeah you count its rings actually that's true you can you can tell you can. but anyway i i prefer i prefer titanium frame locks without inserts move on. now you can move now you can move on Ooh. i had to repeat that
0: that's a hot take yeah. that's yeah. a hot I take i i can't say i prefer you it, know what? but i don't before you move on like you know what as it as also come, from, comes down to for me doing. it's like
1: how about integral knives with separate lock bars is it really integral if the lock bar is separate you see what i'm saying that's all i'm saying
0: uh ask Marfield like, on that take notes. yeah I have no idea how they're related, but
1: sure. It's related because it's another piece attaching yeah. to
0: the... Okay, yeah.
1: fine. Filthy it says, what is up
0: with Benchmade? First a cigar cutter, a $900 cigar cutter, and then a knife that showcases two-handed opening. I don't know. Benchmade's just being Benchmade. This I, is what they do. I, I wish
1: they should probably just market the cigar cutter as a high-end circumcision tool. Uh, that might work better. I think it might get a little bit the more The Bible Belt will buy that up easily.
0: Who... Who's buying a $900 cigar cutter? I'm just going to throw that out there. I'm
3: sure plenty some of, of you guys, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, true. I mean, it has a Timascus backspacer, so. I thought that thing was going to be like $200. When I saw $900, I nearly had. It's a gold an class, class. Dave. And... Yeah, of course it's going to be $900. Yeah, and then that new one where the where the blade has the lasering on it that kind of looks like tire it tread marks. It's it's interesting. I'm still very confused. So apparently that knife is supposed to be used in air. I don't really I'm not clear on how this works.
1: It's supposed to be for the aviation industry. What it's like you're supposed to you're supposed to climb out on the wing like a like a gremlin and use that knife because it's aerodynamic because it has speed holes in it. (laughs) I have I cannot explain. Brian, do you you know why that makes any sense, Jake?
2: I mean, the first time we saw that. I don't know about you guys, but I thought that those that, grip, that texturing right? on the top of the blade went all the way through. And then they posted another picture of it. Uh, I guess the coated version, and you could tell that it was it. You know, they, they weren't actually holes; they were just. Uh,
1: Wait, you mean they're not a, holes? like a
2: millimeter deep? Yeah, it doesn't go all the way through.
1: I'm gonna go look this up real quick.
2: Yeah, yeah. no, the whole no, they're just the laser. Yeah, the just whole blazer. thing confuses me. What and the then fuck? why why a two handed why a two handed opening knife? Would be advertised for aviation instead of just places where that where there's, you know, legal requirement for two handed. I don't know. The whole thing confuses me.
1: Yeah, it's got a Spidey hole. How is that? an? Op- it makes no How sense. is that for two handed opening?
0: I don't know. It's supposed to be optimized for two hand opening. I have no ev- I don't even know what these yeah. things mean. I <laughs> give up. A,
2: it, it's very confusing. And it's one of those knives that in the promo <laughs> photographs uh, just look different than it does in real life, I guess.
1: They're just making that shit up as they go along. That's I don't know. Why, go, Levon, go know.
2: look at the picture—the the second or third it. or whatever photo they posted. You—you you can see it's actually not. Yeah. What it what it looked like at first.
1: It looks like a poorly machined grid. Yeah,
2: it's a ball yeah. of confusion.
0: Move on. I, I wish I wish I could get my hands on one in real life. Yeah. Just take. You know, know to what we'll see. do? We'll
1: take a ride out to. Uh,
0: I was going
2: to say, come on down. We'll go to Country Knives. I bet they got one they got one every almost color, certainly every
1: color one. with serrations and without and they and they're four hundred dollars all right <laughs> you got a question from yours uh I'm sure I do I think there was a good one a lot it was funny I actually went through and I have a lot there's a lot of comments there's like 40 comments on here and I was like listen to episode 26 listen to episode 26 because most of it is all stuff that we covered in there
3: yeah we thought it was gonna be a bad episode was, but apparently I we it hit was everything
1: actually okay
0: there's some real funny bits in there. I was quite pleased with it. I've, I, it didn't feel as it didn't feel that great when it was happening towards the end. But. it
2: opened with a high energy ranting and raving Brian. You know that's going to be a winner.
0: Yeah, it's a it's always a home run. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> uh, here's one from Pat Sharpdad33 about a lot of words strung together. I'm going to try and interpret this. I think it's about how Viper. Has bad quality control. I think we
1: talked about on that on the last episode. Yeah, we did. We did. It literally did cover that on the last episode. All right. Okay. Episode 26. <laughs> Just... Yeah, go listen to a different episode. Not this one. Just stop listening now and go listen to the last one. Go listen to the last. Okay. So apparently releasing episodes this close together was not our best idea. We're doing okay.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Here's a fun one. So Nate Hanneman asked, which member of the Knife Nuts would be most likely to survive a zombie apocalypse and why? This one got a lot of likes, mm-hmm. so. I'm just going to go ahead and say this right now. I do not have any loved ones to care for. I do not have any children or pets. Just let me go in the first wave. <laughs> when there's the big mass <laughs> extinction event that signifies it as an apocalypse, I want out. All right, so.
3: You don't want to try. You don't even yeah. want to no, try. No, I
0: don't want right? I to I I struggle without running water, internet, electricity, personal hygiene. Like,
1: no, I'm three good. Quarters, so like, just three three let me go. quarters of the population was annihilated in the first wave. They were the they, yeah. Someone has to be in that three quarters. They were the lucky ones. Exactly. All right. Like
0: I've, everyone's seen this post apocalyptic shit enough. I will be the first person to die uh, willingly because I do not want to live like you got to just take shit. someone
1: out with the camp eighteen.
3: Everything got real quiet all of a sudden. <laughs>
0: Why? The I I
3: think that might be on your end, Brian. Can you hear? I don't know. I don't know. No, I hear everybody. It's just all of a sudden there's no extra noise. It's because yeah, I muted when my dog
2: started barking. Oh, and my air is nice. running.
1: <laughs> so, what I was yeah. saying is that you need to use the Camp 18 at least once.
0: Uh, I mean, sure. I'll use it to take myself your fedora out. Put and go uh, on go out in a blaze of glory. <laughs> I mean, what's a better time to do that? So,
1: the you guys I, can debate amongst yourselves who's going to be the most likely to stay alive. Uh, I don't know. It depends on whether I get to Jake's bunker or not. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was going to say it's it's clearly Jake. I isn't have it?
1: weapons. Now Brian Brian will put up a good fight.
0: Yeah, but Jake is probably going to like three D print himself food for like
1: <laughs> for like twenty years. He's going to be eating three D printed MREs. Uh, yes. Okay, how about this one? Another one. It's funny because Pat actually put a a question on mine as well. Expectations in detent, the road less traveled, dating on Craigslist and back... And and, and what? Dating on Craigslist and the back pages. What would you EDC to a home visit?
3: What? what? (laughs) Who listens to? Maybe we start with... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's all different topics. Maybe, maybe we
0: start at D10's and then get into what it's like to meet people on Craigslist for sexual encounters mm, yeah
2: which, which
0: I don't know if we have a lot of expertise on that topic but we can I, try which are
2: you, are you the one going are you the prostitute or are you yeah wh-
0: which, the exactly. recipient? like are you are you hiring yeah, the person brief. or what's yeah I mean we could we can approach it from both angles
1: I Go. mean I, I don't my yeah. expectations on d10 are very simple. It just has to suit the knife. You know, does it does it work? Can I shake it out? Boom, that sort of thing. That's
0: it. Yeah, I usually like detents that you can't shake out. That's that's probably my my bare sort of minimum. Unless it's like a really heavy blade or a really big knife, and then it's inevitable. There's only so much you can do to fight gravity. Yeah,
3: but how do you, how do you feel of the other way? Dropping shut? Does a knife have to just fall on its own weight, or what? It, it does if you want to make videos on Instagram about because
1: it, because that's how that's how you so, tell how smooth it is.
0: Yeah, which can like totally just be manipulated by changing the lock bar tension I assume or just loosening the pivot. Yeah, that too. <laughs> it's not like anyone's checking for blade play in your Instagram videos. You know, so.
1: I I was watching uh the the Nick Shabaz review of Brian's Micro Typhoon, which was a very favorable review, I have to say. Um but he he one of the criticisms he had is that it didn't have a drop shut action and that most of Brian's knives do. I think I mean, Brian, you've always said that your knives generally don't have a drop-shut action, but what happens is they actually break
3: in. Yeah, once they break in, then they they can just about fall on their own. But um, typically, you know, I'm not using a, just a flattened ball surface. I have three or 400 times the amount of surface area on the top of my detent. So, you know, that's going to add more friction. And personally, I don't like a knife that falls shut. That's maybe that's why I do that know. No,
1: no.
0: I mean, I think that's reasonable. Uh if I don't think most people know that
1: there's an explanation for it, so mm-hmm. that's good to hear. You know, it's like the Shira Gorovs like live on their fact that they drop shut.
0: Yeah, it's like novel, but when it is just achieved by having really light lock bar tension, it's like not interesting Agreed. to me. Yeah. It it feels cheap, honestly. when it's like banging off the stop pin because there's no friction at all. It's like
1: Here's the other thing too. Do you feel like detents break in themselves too, like as as they yeah, as the, the as the track wears and things like that?
0: Yeah, and the edge on
1: the edges around the mm-hmm. hole break a little bit. Yeah,
0: I mean, yep. So there's a lot of stuff that happens. Does that happen more with your knives, then Brian, because
3: of the larger surface area that falls into the hole? You well think about when that's going. The edge of my flat surface has a cha- uh, is an angle. So as that falls into the hole, it's acting just like a ball. It's only rubbing on one spot. Oh, okay. Um, so does it wear in? Or are you going to start to soften that edge? Of course. Yeah. You know, it's uh but my, you know, my lock bar pressures. That's another reason why mine don't just fall shut. That amount of lock bar pressure on that flat surface, you know, creates Dude. a lot of friction. Is there
0: is there uh, really an argument against strong lock bar tension aside from the fact that it's kind of
1: uncomfortable? I'm, I don't open? like an over an. an like an overzealous yeah, yeah. amount of lock bar tension. Um, I and I, you know, Brian and I have talked about this all the time too. It's just you get used to making a knife. You can't even feel how strong you're making a lock bar some of the times.
0: Yeah, if it's weird when you carry the same knife over from like multiple days and then you switch to something with like lighter or stronger lock bar tension, it feels like insanely different. But yeah, if you're just experiencing the same thing day to day, you don't. It also
1: has to do with how much purchase you have on that lock bar too because it depends on how much leverage you actually get to push that thing over.
0: Yeah, I will say that I, the Giant Mouse GM5 has a pretty strong lock bar tension, and it has very bad access to lock bar relief, so like, it's, it's pretty difficult pet peeve to That's a of open mine on, on folding
1: close. knives. More so than D10 strength and everything else, it's like, how easy can I manipulate this knife? Yeah.
0: Did you ever own a, a Gail Bradley, the yeah, original Spider-Co. one from spider No, I always like the shape yeah. of
1: it, but I've heard nightmare stories, so...
0: With a completely flush liner that is extremely, like, thick, so it had super, super strong lock bar touch, and it, it's pretty mm. brutal.
1: What's the other one he designed? Didn't he design, is it the Advocate? Is that one that's... Yeah, the Advocate was the flipper that launched the whole bearing disaster. Mm. I, I always kind of liked that knife, too, even though it's, like, sort of ugly.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think his knives in general are sort of ugly, but very practical. Exactly,
1: it's just made to be used.
2: This can kind of segue into another question uh, someone asked about how how do you modify a detent and since Brian mentioned specifically the breaking of that edge and I guess Dave did too. Um, I mean, that's every knife is different, but one of the most common things that I I have to do if I'm, uh, refurbishing something is reestablish that edge because it's been broken by, you know, a typically a super hard ceramic detent ball, um, you know, smashing down the edge. On the blade, you know, in the detent hole in the blade, so um, that kind of answers that question a little bit. I use a gar, uh, I use a piece of carbide of some shape or size, whatever you know, whatever fits that knife, and just
3: reestablish yeah. that edge. But then you're to reestablish that edge, you're actually removing material. Yeah,
2: I remove, I remove a tiny bit of material, um, which
3: you know, so you can only do that so many times before. Now that blade is gone. Oh, well,
2: not really. I mean, it. So. It's funny. It, years ago, I remember. I remember it was way common.
3: Way.
2: Yeah. yeah, but like ten years ago, it seemed to be common practice for a detent ball, um, to be larger than the hole in the blade. So. You know, so you were were never getting to that 90 or, you know, anywhere even approaching a 90 degree angle. And those were the ones where no matter how stiff you made the lock bar, no matter how much tension you put on the lock bar, it would never have a snappy kind of detent. And, Mm -hmm. you know, sooner or later, they started, you know, started figuring out that if you uh, size the hole accordingly, it it actually doesn't really matter. It doesn't have to be exactly the right size. It can be oversized because there's still a wall there. Uh, regardless of how oversized that hole is, and um, you know that way the breaking the the angle um, that it has to overcome is something closer to ninety degrees, depending on how far the ball is pressed in. Um, in that case, it would work for a very very long time. I mean, you could have a half inch hole in there, and frankly, as long as the <laughs> as long as the um, the wall is ninety degrees, it's going to snap. You know, snap open. I'm <laughs> so glad I asked. Yeah, look. Yeah, look at my wave, my wave file now. It's all your uh, wave. <laughs> yeah, It's <laughs> a long that's stream. A, that's a
1: nice visual representation of this podcast right there. Yeah, and yeah.
2: you know there there were a couple, three or four people did specifically say they wanted me to go on a forty five minute rant about uh, what was it lock lock types, lock design.
1: Sure.
3: sure. Yep. Find out find out who those people are and re- refund their money. If they paid anything, let's get rid of them. <laughs> do it. Shane,
2: Shane the pain in the brain says do it in caps. I would love to listen to you geek out about that. Texas Troy, I could listen to types from History for hours. See? We're
0: going to have to make you a separate podcast. Yeah,
1: I have an interesting question. And Go for Dave, it. I think you'll like this one. I'd like to hear about some possible collaborations you guys would like to see in the future and who you trust to take on collaboration knives from certain makers. I'm not sure if that he's is asking a, like...
2: That's a great question.
1: That's a really good question. Yeah. And I wanna, I, I'm curious to know if he really means like collaborations between makers or collaborations between makers and production companies or both.
0: I presume that or... Yeah, imply, uh, the thing about, like, when you trust to do it, I assume it means, like, production collaborations. Sounds good. So... You know who I would who? like to see? Sorry, I just totally no, no. Just jumped in there. I would like Snex Tan to get another run at a production knife that wasn't the CKF Terra, because I thought that was not very exciting. It totally did not do justice Anything to, like... Anything he does.
1: Um, and especially since now yeah. CKF, CKF is... I, it's is the weirdest thing for me, because I talked about it in the last episode, too, with the Satori... Now they're doing not to say that anything that Snex does is anywhere near attainable. So it's not like you can just go buy one. But you can go yeah. buy a one of these Snex, what the hell is it called? The Terra with like a full Timascus frame and like a Damascus blade and god knows what else on it and they're like 4 or 3000 dollars stuff like that, which is insane to me.
0: Yeah, I mean I I would just like to see a different design. Well, oh, good that he did. I, that one just was not exciting to me.
2: If you follow his Instagram, you'll see he got himself a, a CNC machine, a, a mill, and he's been working on, he's working on something.
0: Yeah, but it's not going to, it's not going to be like to scale to the point where someone no, I'm wanted. saying at least
2: he's working on something. The chances of, of you uh, getting, you know, if your wish coming true are looking pretty good.
1: I mean, the idea of him working with a, with like Riot or something like that would make a lot of sense. Yeah.
2: He's going to build something himself and then and then there will be a prototype to produce.
0: There are clones of the Buster out there made by the high-end clone people. So <laughs> I don't know if that means there's a production Buster that was supposed to come at some point from CKF. Uh, and then the design got leaked, which is, I, I don't imagine, think what there's happened,
1: any. I, I'm starting to think there's really no correlation half the time between what gets cloned and what doesn't. Because now there's, there's also, I showed you guys the other day, there's a clone of, Sebastian's SBKF
3: floating around now. Yeah, I saw that. And it looks, it like, looks like shit garbage. though.
2: It's a very cheap clone, yeah. It's, yeah, but seriously, they could they should have made it $40 and put a real thumb stud on it.
0: Hey, shout out to Sebastian. Didn't he win an award at the yeah, Paris show? Yeah. Best tactical folder or something. Shout
2: out Sebo. Yep. Yeah. he works hard. Damn. He
0: deserved it. But so yeah, I guess I guess snacks would be mine. What do you, what do you guys hmm have any particular ones you'd like to say i mean
1: what's funny is uh this is me being purely selfish but uh, a production version of the hydra that i can just carry and use yeah Yeah, i mean it's the next one right like why won't that happen black snow's got the uh the sabotage coming out through spider co and i'm really excited about that
0: yeah i don't think i would i don't think i would want the hydra
3: to be made by spider co no
1: definitely not but you know early versions of the hydra had a spidey hole
3: Damn, that's cool. Again, to to me, that seems like a slap in the face to everybody who spent, you know, big do you dollars. Even, I know it's a custom and it's different, but to me, it just, that's...
1: Listen, Mr. M- Micro Typhoon. Yeah, I was going to say, didn't you just do this, Brian? <laughs> uh, what I'm saying is maybe they make a slight. You see how big the fucking uh, Hydra is. It's a big fucking knife. If they did, like, a smaller one with, like, a three-inch blade or a three-and-a-half-inch blade, I think it would be cool.
0: Yeah, that'd be pretty dope.
1: And full titanium. It doesn't need a bolster. It doesn't need anything like that. Do some milling on it. Make it different, you know. But keep that shape. And there you go. It's no slap in the face, you
0: know. One one of these. One of my answers would have been the Gavco Thresher, but it's coming out. So that was that was a big one for me. And I'm I think, glad to see that.
1: I think that's on the way to you, as a matter of fact. <laughs> is it? <laughs> Do yeah. We still have those protos. I, I have a proto that
0: that is it's for keeps. Oh, I thought someone wanted it back at some point. No, um, that that was a big one. I was really happy I, to see that one as a production knife. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I guess I don't follow customs as much as I used to. So
2: I I know what I want to see. I want to see a, a vlog series, like a like a video series, where Elijah Isham goes around the country to every I don't know knife knife maker or production company and just Isham's everything. Just take their whole take the whole lineup and make make it all a little bit more and make
1: it more my more ice me
2: yeah That's you can think of a better oh. answer than that I don't
0: know. here's a very unexciting answer if, if uh, someone could do a production version of the scott cook Loxa. Oh, that
1: would yeah. be. although i think it's a boring knife in general i think what makes that knife so appealing is the fact that it's it's a handmade it's integral. handmade integral and it's beautiful and it's ornate in, in all the right ways, not because it's overdone. Yeah. The moment you take that and put it into a simple production, I was like, what do you end up with? You end up with a Sebenza. That is very good. Very good point. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of other stuff out there that I think, uh, would make really cool production. I and probably will in the future actually wasn't our whole knife banter about this subject, Jake.
2: Uh, in many ways. Yeah.
1: Well, I was going to say like, uh, the, um, the Osteo that I have, mm-hmm. that's going to be a really cool. And that the new Persian design that they have coming out, I think is going to be ridiculously cool. Um, that was uh, a Tashi. No, it wasn't a Tashi. It's a JVO design, mm-hmm. but it reminds me a lot of that of the Tashi look, that one he did for uh, Blade this year. Mm-hmm. So it has that really cool Persian look. Um, so to answer
2: the other half, who would you trust to make this production Hydra? This three. I, Riyot, man. Like,
1: yeah. I think Riyadh would be really cool. Maybe, maybe we should say who yeah. else
2: because Riyadh is the obvious answer for this. Obvious this
1: answer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm good. I've got one. A weird one. I'm going to throw out there. Best Tech.
2: That.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're 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 up and coming. That would have been
2: weird before uh, Elijah told us uh, the the you know the inside yeah. scoop on Best Tech that they're doing good stuff.
1: Best Tech is doing. and I have a prototype from. Uh, from Adam Purvis for one of his new uh, production models coming out. It's pretty fucking great. Well, his name
2: came really up like a lot in these like... questions too. Yes, they did. They yeah, did apparently
0: them. we have to interview Adam at some point.
1: Yeah, we're just going to get him on the show. I mean, that just makes yeah. sense.
2: I, I,
0: In terms of the USA manufacturers, I feel like ZT and Chris Reeve are the only
1: people that I would really be interested in seeing something coming from. Who would you want to collaborate with Chris Reeve? And you have to really That's... think about this.
0: Yeah, that's too difficult. <laughs> I don't know. That would be so. That would be so unprecedented. It would have to be something like Tim Relief. Really...
1: I want to see another Hawk collaboration with them.
0: Yeah, that'd be good. I mean, they did do that. Yeah, I forgot about that. The the tie lock exists. So
2: if you're only ever going to do one collaboration, make it make it with the Hawks.
0: <laughs> what if they made the deadlock?
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have to do it. I I mean, that would just be so out of the. You wouldn't even know what to expect. It's like, what experience does Chris Reeve have making OTFs? <laughs> I mean,
0: they have experience. You know who could do, uh, who could
2: do the Hydra yeah. justice? I think it is Microtech. I think you're You know,
1: you're know, probably right about that. But, oh, shit. I forgot I about Microtech. It, I think it would be very expensive. Oh, it would be super I expensive. I think it would defeat my reasoning for wanting uh, a beater Hydra. Does that make sense? Yeah. But I think you're right.
0: I want Microtech to bring back that Bob Terzula ATCF they made in Dude, like the early 2000s.
1: Don't even, don't even go there. Those I, things are nuts. I wanted one so bad, and, we've, and Jake and I went to that uh, uh, that weird knife show that we go to every once. Lehigh Valley. On Lehigh Valley. A couple years ago, and a guy had one for sale for like 700 bucks. That's and it. It was Damn. in perfect shape, and I was like, God, and I was like. I even took the guy's card and I never called him. I'm sure he, it's gone by now, but it was really nice. Yeah, I really wanted it. I don't have a, I I still don't have a dual action. I still don't have a dual action. I, there's not a lot of them out there. So
0: Matt Diskin has some good. Yeah. Ones. You'd have to get something from Matt. And that's basically it Besides that one bench made
1: from a few years ago, the, the uh, gold class one. What if Kaiser did a Vanguard version of the Hydra? <laughs> It'd be a cool beater. It'd be a really weird
0: thing to see. Kaiser does work with a lot of different custom makers. So I'm curious. It's,
1: it's all in the realm of possibilities. There's a yeah, And they things. usually do very faithful recreations, so. which I'm like lukewarm on. Usually we talked about that in the last episode. Yeah. Did, did we? <laughs> yeah. We talked remember. about it with the, um, fucking what's his face? recenti. Oh yeah. How yeah. It's the
0: same. It's the same concept. Yeah, I'm exactly. surprised
1: Microtech hasn't come out with a production version of a, of the stitch. And I think that's just to protect like a frame lock yeah, version and not frame. an auto and not an auto.
0: Are they just more, I think at this point, they're just more interested in autos, right? Like that's, that's their niche. I mean,
1: they're doing the SOCOM elite, but that's about it. I guess so. I think a lot of that happened because of the, uh, the subframe lock, the sub-frame thing. lock debacle and they're retooling everything.
0: Tooling yeah. costs. Tooling I mean, costs. I could imagine there was some tooling costs involved
1: there. Hmm. But um, what about that other company? They don't do any OEM work that I know of, but uh, what's that company called? The the Artisan brand or whatever. Oh, Artisan Cutlery, yeah. which is like the worst name. But No, I'm it's not. Savvy Civi- is the worst. Savvy Civi- you know, is the worst. True. Uh, but Artisan, they make like some halfway decent stuff.
0: I have not handled one yet, so I, I have no idea.
1: I have one of their uh, the, the cheaper models, and it's it's okay. It kind of squeaks when you open it. It's kind of weird. It makes I it just
0: assume sense. that they are best tech, or some of these OEMs are related somehow. I They're all popping up too fast.
1: I You'd think that. I'm starting to think the other way. I think it's just getting very crowded in that one little center in China. Yeah. When I say little, I mean incredibly massive.
0: Yeah, <laughs> true. It's like the machine city from the Matrix. Uh, here's this isn't a question so much as it is just one word.
1: SM one hundred. No, thank you. What
0: ha- what happened to SM one hundred? I the guys I, at Phantom Forge were definitely pushing it like it was like the new Kryptonite or some shit. All shape.
1: right, so you guys know I'm like in this group chat with some of the 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 hype beasts in in the knife community, like Nick Shabazz and uh, Doctor Funky and Clear Kevin and Kevin Cleary. Um, wow, the co-hosts don't get to be involved like, in this. You're you're the face of the brand listen, now. Listen, listen, it was it's just the way it, the the cookie crumbled. Consider yourself, okay. consider yourself lucky. The tastemakers, the tastemakers taste. Taste of the knife world, yeah, consider, of the production yeah, consider knife consider world. Consider yourselves lucky in a lot of, in, of most of these incidents. But we were talking about SM100, and I said that I think it comes around like every six months. Everyone's just like, "Oh my god, SM100! What is it? It's titanium." And then and then it fades into obscurity again and everyone loses interest. And then it'll come...
0: Yeah, clearly it's, it's not going to pan out. Like, it's not, if it didn't happen then, it's not happening
3: now. Mm. So,
1: Brian, I, th- I think it's kind of dead for it. Brian, you thought about experimenting with some of those non steels, right?
3: Yeah, just always so hard. At least it was at the time for me to to stop what I was doing for that. Now that I'm doing a little more, more custom stuff, I could probably get involved in I, it. I could but, see uh, you making, like, the
1: dagger out uh, of that. I think that would be kind of cool.
3: And and oh. like a denoted yeah. cobalt Does, one too.
1: Well, SM one hundred,
0: you can make all sorts of cool colors, which people like, I guess. Can you anodize it? I guess you can, right? Yeah, you, I think so. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, doesn't it like have some weird thing where like the detent ball feels terrible on it? I'm because sure of sure hardness differences or something.
1: Good thing Brian doesn't use a detent ball.
3: I <laughs> imagine the problem will be similar, <laughs> so though. Maybe maybe not I, yeah supposedly it's real gritty feeling or something yeah that's what i've heard um or like galls on the on that but maybe with that big flat surface maybe it wouldn't happen you know i don't know
0: yeah well barry has a few sm100 knives right yes or did past tense i don't know if he still does
3: yeah i, I don't mean don't think
1: i even checked them out
3: it doesn't interest me enough to to care what I've noticed, that every time that somebody does an SM-100 blade, though, and they heat it to get the color, ass. They, they overheat it and like burn the fuck out of it. Why are you doing that? Get the color in it, because, let's face it, you're probably not using that knife mm-hmm. anyway. Um, and get the nice colors in it, and get rid of that big, burn black, charred mm-hmm. piece.
1: I agree with you. Yeah.
3: I just don't think it looks good
1: half the time, because... One of the things that bothers me is, like, you have all this – this is why I'm really not into, like, a lot of timascus and shit like that on on my knives is because most of the knives I I like are machine-made to some degree. And you go through all this trouble to make this beautifully machined piece of titanium or steel or whatever, and then you throw in, like, a psychedelic organic pattern and you lose half of the, the stuff that makes it special to begin with. I don't mind it as like an accent or something like that, and that's and then doing that to the blade, I think, just looks like hell. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. I mean, there's it's, definitely it's... cases in which it works. Don't get me wrong, but it's not something I'm. I'm not very material driven when it comes to my knives.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some aesthetic considerations that come into using it that people kind of ignore and just kind of they just want it because All right, let's they want time it. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm personally, I just don't. The it's time Asks is like the same three colors over and over. I don't know. I'm not super interested it's in It's funny.
1: That. You know what? Brian's last uh chicane auction, I think it was the last one. Oh, yeah. That one was kind of a it was not a popular of colors, right? I, like it was, it was definitely different. different, and I freaking loved it for whatever reason. Yeah, there's this um fashion designer named Lily Pulitzer, uh, and she does a lot of crazy patterns with with. With like floral patterns and stuff, but it's sort of like abstract. You know what I mean? You don't really see it as a floral pattern until you really get up on it. And it sort of—it was like a high fashion design knife. I thought it was pretty cool. Oh yeah, the uh the chicane with like the sort of like yellowish polish, sort of. It had a high pop, yeah. like um, some greens and blues and like orange almost came through on it. Like colors yeah. that you don't really Good. see. I I thought that was yeah, that shit is crazy looking. Looking, and I really liked. I like. New takes on old materials,
3: yeah, there's you know everything's been done right? right there's only so much you can do when it comes to coloring them, I mean, you, well, someone did ask about Mokume and why
0: like Mokume is, seems to have disappeared, and you only see Damascus I,
1: I think it just depends on what people can get in whatever size, and that's what yeah, I
0: don't think get. Mokume
1: is
3: yeah, I don't think it's, it's heavy much. and soft and you know patinas different, I don't know yes. Probably more maintenance than, Damascus. Um, for sure.
0: Yeah, that copper is definitely overrated for that reason. So it's the same thing. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, like copper, it's very soft. Like it deforms really easily. Like I wouldn't want a knife with any kind of really big copper part. I know. like the warmth
1: and color of, of copper, and I
0: like. But it, it. But it worked
2: so well on Levon's Ultratech.
1: That was bronze. If, oh sorry it was brass i'm sorry not bronze yeah it was brass uh yeah i mean i agree with you it's it's purely a uh, decorative i had
0: a copper hinderer pen and it looked like shit not not because of the patina or anything it was because like it got dented very easily and like I had a lot of dents that you know aren't going away that's use you
1: could probably sell it for a markup now it's just it's like one (laughs) off
0: it's patinas. yes yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, I actually have never handled anything with mokume in, in real life. It's a, it's a cool material. It's like a cool historical thing too. But um, I don't know. I don't know who's What's making. it. What's the historical
1: significance of mokume?
0: Isn't it just like it's been around for a while? It wasn't invented for knives. It's no like a thing that existed. I th- I thought
1: I've read about this. I'll, I'll I'll find something and link it in the show notes. But um, a couple. Uh, here's a couple good ones on my thing here. One that just popped up actually. Uh, how certain companies – this was posted two minutes ago. How certain companies like Tangram Ruik or Reich – how do you say that? Rake. rake. No, that's not how you spell rake. It's rake. That's all is pronounced rake. Yeah. I, I, I know. It's if stupid because why that is that there a rake in rake knives? So, it's ridiculous. They're, they're idiots. Why the fuck would they yeah. do that? And then They're the knife company that Phoenix owns, dumb. the Stupid. Dumb. Savivi is the other one. And how, how are these companies and such putting out budget knives with knife guys in mind and how this might make current budget companies step their game up. This to me may really boost people into the hobby. Like I understand what this, this person is saying. Uh, It happens to be Ocon seven, seven, that a lot of these companies that are coming out of the woodwork are putting out knives that you'd actually want to buy. If you happen to know that they exist, Um, the, The issue I have is like other budget companies. Are we talking about like CRKT? Is that a budget company? Is that who we're talking about? Yeah, Kershaw. Kershaw. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Kershaw is trying to step their game up a little bit, especially with some of the recent uh, designs. CRKT is not. not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we'll see. It's not. It is not. not. I did not. not. It did not hit her. But I see what he means. Uh, I think that's really true, and I think the best one. I, and I said this again in the last episode is the Savivi at forty three dollars. I think that's really freaking cool.
0: Yeah, they just don't have the marketing power of like Kershaw or. Uh, we, it's Ween knives. Ween Ives has, is getting there. Yeah, but they're not in stores. Like you, you can buy like a shitty Kershaw in Walmart, and that's and then and for that reason, I don't think anyone's going to necessarily. Yeah, they don't necessarily need to step up their brand because they have their, their shit is in Walmart, right. which is so massive as a company. Um, yeah, like I think a $30 made in China Kershaw is way worse than a $30 Tangram. Like I, it's actually quite hard to debate that. Like I have an Atmos sitting next to me and it has a nice satin finish, but in
1: comparison to like,
0: I don't know, that Tangram Vector, it's... Like leagues, leagues, and
1: those it, those so. rake knives. Oh my god, I can't yeah. believe
0: that. I have one of those too. Actually, I forgot I own they're one. They're like,
1: those. yeah, they're they're bringing the steel frame locks back in quite a fashion. Yeah,
0: yeah, and, and it's fourteen C twenty eight M. Like, I, I don't necessarily think CRKT and Kershaw need to compete with them because they have big big box stores. Like they got that covered. But like for enthusiasts, certainly, or but you know, uh, budding enthusiasts these are definitely the way to go. If we're talking
1: about market share, you know, that shit can shift almost instantaneously. A lot of people, That's true. the whole, I mean, if you look at, you know, retail in general, a lot more people are shopping online than going into any of these places.
0: That is, yeah, that is, that's true. And Tangram is on Amazon.
1: You can buy all their knives off Amazon. Blade HQ has a lot of, of pull nowadays. Like (laughs) they, I was watching their, uh, their road trip to pro tech. And they actually gave us a shout out on there, which was really nice of Oh shit. So that was No way. Cool. Um and they got recognized when they went to a restaurant. Like the people at Blade Ben and stuff got recognized in a restaurant at Blade from just traveling. So the idea that they the hobby is getting some traction and people are shopping for knives and listening to what uh, a lot of these high-end retailers are saying online. You could see that whole market shift in the next couple couple months to a couple years. I, I mean, I see that happening pretty quickly. Um, yeah. I mean, it's exciting times. But I think
0: the Chinese companies need to hire more bilingual speakers to try and market that. It's them.
1: amazing that they have a wealth of knowledge at their fingertips. At least just stop using Google fucking Translate and talk to yeah. somebody that speaks Chinese and English.
0: Yeah, they they w- it would behoove them so much to get people because there's I don't think any of them have made that much progress in that. That's regard. how we
1: fucking end up with Civivi
0: and Rake. Yeah, they're definitely not doing a good job of uh, surveying their markets. That's how we end up with knives with like flames on them that we have mentioned is what Chinese companies think Americans yeah. like. But yeah, and no, it would definitely put people's people at ease knowing that there's an American based warranty service or something. And to some extent, they're getting better at that, but
1: they still got a, a long way to go. I that. mean, if you can you already see it happening in in the price category above the budget category. So like Benchmade and and ZT, I would say they're starting to lose a little bit of their ground to to Riot and 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 We knives. Oh, I mean, you've talked to some people that you would consider a casual and they'll understand We knives. They'll know Riot. It's it's weird. It's it's getting to that point. So it's only going to trickle down from there.
0: I mean, ZT only put out three knives this year mm-hmm. and we is probably put out 30. So
1: I, I'm almost in understanding what ZT is doing. They're taking a step back and reanalyzing the market because they can probably see that stuff. They can see the writing on the wall there. Yeah, absolutely. But they also have a lot more I, distribution as well too, that they can fall back on. They do. And I think they, they might, I don't know if does ZT have the
0: same amount of employees as we, I think we might be
1: bigger than that. I mean, certainly cheaper labor. Yeah, that is true. So, eh. yeah, well, it's it's an interesting thing to watch, and I mean, I mean, just in the amount of time that we've been into knives, the whole thing has changed.
0: Yeah, someone did uh, ask about our history and progression of our collecting. Well, this this stuff definitely didn't exist when we first got
1: no knives, exactly.
0: Which isn't even that like none of us have been collecting that long. What like seven, eight years? Mm -hmm. But that's actually like an eternity now for. I would say 90% of the community has been into the hobby
1: for less time than you that. You have technology to blame for that. You know what I mean? Think about yeah. how social media has changed everything. Yeah, which is funny because I <laughs>
0: I, am, I feel very far behind because I have no interest in doing nice stuff on Facebook. No. And that, that seems to be where it's going too. Mm-hmm. Instagram is obviously huge, but now it's Facebook groups are is where a lot of stuff is happening. It's amazing that yeah.
1: people actually listen to this podcast, you know? That's also true. <laughs> Maybe not
0: after this episode. Right. This is too much information
1: for for something that we do.
0: Yeah, I know. There's, I'm not even going to be able to come up with the title because nothing funny has actually occurred in this episode.
1: Jake made a wet fart noise. There we go. That's, Let's that's, call it wet. That's fart. our dose of
0: humor. I think he's gone. It's, I don't. I think he's yeah, gone. He's there. Is it Brian? Um, Jake,
3: you have no thoughts on this no entire thing. No way. Se- that's that's way too quiet. Look, there's not a peep of anything, and he's not on. Yeah. Mute. All right, I only just him. unmuted
2: because the children are stampeding.
0: Oh. <laughs> I, I mean, at some point, we just need to do a poll of whether people are okay with random children yelling in the background or not.
2: <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. uh, there's the any... yelling... can
0: significantly less Jake without it.
2: The yelling isn't as big. A well, deal. now you can get rid of it. It's it doesn't the matter. stomping. Yeah. Like, it's so loud. It's insane. You'll see. I'll just stay unmuted for a while.
0: Okay. Well, any, any
1: thoughts?
3: Um, no.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, Hey right. Brian, indica or sativa?
3: <laughs> I don't know what you are talking about. What's that? It sounds yeah, like another okay. language.
1: Moving on. <laughs> uh, that's not gone well. He has a uh, he has a question for us, which is kind of broad, seeing as we're I guess we're midway through the year, more than midway. What am I talking about? Yeah. Most surprising knives of two thousand eighteen, as in which knives surprised you in the most in terms of quality for the price?
2: We could cover that. We cover that at like every. 15 minutes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We could, we could do like a halfway. Well, we're, we're three quarters through the year at this mm-hmm. point. So like we could do a, a three quarter year su- summary roundup. Yeah, and
2: that ties directly into what you guys were just talking about. And that value per dollar that is available right now is potent enough to shift the entire industry because mm-hmm. what you can get for $40 from Civivi or a hundred dollars from Kaiser or whatever. Um, Yeah, I mean, how about, uh, like, I can, uh, I'll have to pick something other. I know, you know, Levon's, Levon's answer is going to be that Vivi.
0: When I look through the knives I've gotten this year, they've been from, like, three companies. That's it. So I can, in terms of what has surprised me, nothing has surprised me. But I think the Wii 811, the Integral, is just, like, a landmark production knife. So I'm going to go ahead and say Wii, but that's not a very exciting answer because obviously... They've been down dominating for see, like two I, years. See, now.
1: the only thing that would take that down a notch for me is the fucking design of it.
0: I sort of like it. I mean, yeah, it's it's polarizing, but like just like the quality the is quality just that's insane, and that finish is yeah.
1: absolutely crazy.
0: And the price, it was three fifty, which is wild that this was the same price as my giant mouse, mm-hmm. and I hold them now in my hands. And yeah, it's it's nuts. So that's I would say. For 2018, Wii is still is still doing it for me. Except uh, with their crappy
1: satin finish.
0: Yeah, the crappy satin finish. Maybe now that we've made attempts to expose that, something will change. But yeah, I mean, I've bought knives from like maybe three or four companies at most. And all of them have been ones that I've liked in the past and are still
1: making really nice knives. So The thing I like about the Civivi is it boils down the essence of what makes a good knife and just gives you that. There's no frills. Maybe just a little bit. Uh, when you t- when I talk about boiling it down, I'm including like a little bit of pizzazz in the design. And even if that's something as stupid as the gold liners, it just makes it distinctive. Do you know Yeah, I mean, I mean otherwise
0: you just carry a box cutter exactly. or something. So like you you gotta have something to make it interesting. Great
1: blade shape, really thin stock. Um, it has you know it has a broad blade, and the the blade grind comes up so high, so you end up with a really thin edge. It's. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get one. I mean, they're on the private sale now for like thirty nine dollars. Yeah, yep. I'll I'll definitely have to get one. It's good, and it's just a really good knife. Oh my god! Did I did I show you guys what Adam made me for it? Oh God, the (laughs) Zerkatai pocket clip that costs like three times the knife cost. Uh, I'm so stoked for that. I think that's going to be just a hilarious uh, thing, (laughs) and it is Zerkatai. It's.
0: It's back, like when people used to send their Spyderco Tenaciouses to uh, to tough knives to have them pimped, and it was just like
1: this is this is that taken to the absolute uh, extreme. Speaking of which, he'll be the next guest on the podcast.
0: All right, there we go. I mean, by popular demand, evidently, yeah, so he'll definitely be
1: on the next. Day. I think that will be an interesting show personally. Can I can I just say right
0: now I don't think there's anything that's coming out soon that I'm I don't know of anything that I'm like eagerly anticipating. I want that
1: I want so. that revised Kaiser what Nomad, the Pinkerton design. The one that Yeah, that one's out. out like, but I can't can get, get those. I, I didn't get it yet. is all I'm saying. And I think it was out a while yeah. ago with a finish that didn't do anything for me.
0: Yeah, they read it. Yeah, they, 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 that's on the second iteration of that now. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I guess ZT still has that one, yeah. th- the bigger version of the Atmos. Yeah, that's, Maybe that's the only knife left that I know that's coming that'll out.
1: Be out. That'll be out in a month. That's getting ready. Yeah.
0: There's really not, ready to ship now. not a lot that I'm
1: super anticipating for the rest of the year. Um, I, as far as like in the other price range of stuff that surprised me, like in the, in the, you know, in the 200 to $400 range. What have I got that really surprised me? Not too much. Oh, my God. You know what knife I love, and I never would have guessed by looking at it, is the uh, the Hawk Surge Orbit. Yeah, that's a cool knife. I mean, it's so limited, though. You can't can't really get your hands on them, and they're pricey. I think they're like just under 500 bucks. But the amount of joy I get out of that knife just playing with Mm. it is awesome. I gotta send that one to you. You
2: too, can so. you can still get a lot per dollar from uh, Aaron Frederick too. <laughs> My God, that's true. Good old Aaron, and he, I mean, he even he even you know took a uh, took a look at the market and saw that uh, slip joints were popular at the moment. and Was like, all right, shit, I'll make some slip joints then. And even those are in ex- still inexpensive. Um, so I think you get a lot for your money from him.
1: I don't think that's a surprise to us, though. Yeah. You definitely you get. Well,
2: it. I, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I forgot about the surprise. The thing that surprises me is where where we are right now. Like, do you remember we used to recommend the Spider Co uh, Was it the Resilience or the? the yeah, yeah, that whole like that that whole series line. Amazing that's the best the, budget like for, older, for yeah. fifty or sixty dollars. How little you got compared to a Civivi today, or...
1: Or, like, or, or yeah, as Nick nuts. Shabazz would say, an Ontario rat number
2: two? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I mean... The, yeah,
1: the
0: difference... The,
1: impression.
2: the, the difference, it is, it's just, it's bigger than you would expect from only a few years.
1: Uh, the best budget knife for us was... Uh, the Kershaw Blur. At $65, you got the Sandvik and the aluminum handles and the spring assist. Yeah,
2: I guess even that was just a better quality knife than the the Chinese Spydercos. But mm-hmm. it, to me, I mean, I, I the thing I haven't been able to get over is, you know, we're looking at, we're still looking at a, you know, a $40 Chinese knife, but the the materials and the fit and finish and and just th- the way the knife actually functions is on a completely different level for the same price from the same place.
1: Well, at the time to in order to get something like that you were spending $200. Yeah. That's
3: yeah.
1: that's the whole trick is that that whole they've boiled it down to a, it's like here's G10 and steel liners but it's going to act like this titanium frame lock that you spent $250 on, you know, 5 years mm. ago. Maybe actually yeah, better. <laughs> yeah. It's much more dialed.
0: Yeah. yeah. Hey, I, I will give Kershaw this. Like, obviously, these Chinese companies are coming and just kind of taking their lunch money when it comes to budget knives. But they've at least still got some of the stuff like the dividend in the link mm-hmm. in like M390. I mean, you can get a USA made knife with M390 for a hundred bucks. Now, when they move cool.
1: those knives to just bearings instead of a spring assist. Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's the, the shift over because they're still carrying over their market, who still thinks assisted knives are the way to be, and
3: and yeah. as soon as
1: they figure out, oh my god, it's not those guys that are buying the knives anymore; they're all dead. Yeah, we'll
0: see how the bare knuckle does. That's the fourteen C twenty eight N American made bearing one. Yes, which it should be out in the next couple of months. There we go. That's yeah. a yeah. knife I'm looking for a to. A little copper so, one too. Yeah, they just need to more or less kill speed speed assist or safe assist, whatever. I can't speed remember what it's safe. called at this point. Speed safe. It was, it was some of those words put together. Sorry, Ken Onion, but like, I'm interested to see what they'll do if they decide to move away from speed safe. <laughs> Jake, what is happening in your house? Yeah. So, Jake, yeah, so I think Jake was proving a point that he does I need was. to stay muted. We need to get you like an isolation just chamber. Just come take my children. Like
1: combination
0: <laughs> of Stella and, and the dog.
2: Yeah, just come take them.
0: <laughs> okay, the, the DCYF is probably listening, or Child Services. So, it's uh, no one is taking Jake's children; they're very, very well cared are. for. Federal government, um, if you're listening. What I was
1: gonna say is, if someone I really want to get on this show is Ken Onion, uh, that'd be—I mean, he's a legend.
2: Just, just so you can sit him down and ask him about that poop knife. Like, what, what were you thinking when you made that poop knife?
1: It's a, it's a wrinkle. The wrinkle. <laughs> it, it, he had to know, yep. but. What I really was gonna say is that have either of you guys ever handled a custom Ken Onion with Speed Safe? Apparently I have not, but I imagine Apparently it's, it's a whole different thing. Someone was just talking to me on, on the Instagrams about it. he's like, dude, I just handled a, a Ken Onion with Speed Safe and it was fucking sick.
0: I, I imagine it is different. I mean the economy of scale there of going from whatever he did on his on like, you know, a single custom knife to Mass produced by the thousands, of Chinese knives. I assume
1: something gets lost. in So translation. here's another funny thing. Um, uh, who's the guy? I can't think of it. The guy who's like works in the shop with him. He has some nice looking knives. Oh god, it'll come to me. What the fuck is his name? Park. Jeff Park. Isn't that his
0: name? Oh, All Jeff right. Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the okay, CRKT so models. Check yeah, this
1: out. He had posted a video of a knife he was working on. And I guess it was just him and Ken like shooting shit in the shop. That was hard to say, by the way. (laughs) Shooting shit in the shop, and uh, he he left the mic on. And you know how like Jake, you know how you and I like if I'm videoing a knife and we're talking about something that should Mm -hmm. not be recorded, and then you're like, "Oh, are you are you videoing? Mm -hmm. We I should stop." They didn't stop, and Ken Onion goes like, "I heard him talking, and it was something to the effect of." I don't know why anything should be anything but speed safe. You know, there should be no other. There should be no other assisted anything. It's like everything should just be speed safe. I remember that. Can I send that to you? And, and it, as soon as I um I commented, I said like, "Hi, Ken." <laughs> that whole thing got he reposted it without any sound. Uh, so Ken is still very much sucking his own dick about the speed safe. You know, as as people usually do, they're usually proud of their accomplishments,
3: but. Brian, what do you think? Would you ever put out an assisted knife? Um, I don't know. It just—it's almost like it's not worth it. It's you know you can. Why have the complication of all that and you know be having to fix knives I agree. for the next twenty And you know, I also
1: years. equate it to like driving a stick shift versus driving an automatic. You know what I mean? There's no yeah. pleasure for yeah. flipping as an yeah. assisted knife for the most part. Yeah, yeah, that is true. It's it's really not mm-hmm. not that.
0: Fun. Maybe
2: on the horizon, there are things that um, bear no resemblance to the assist that we're used to. No, no spring or no bar. Um, like the hawk lock
1: in the in the what do you call it in the orbit? Well, yeah, that
2: yeah okay that that could count because it's it, it kind of is assisted in a way, but it's nothing like the mm-hmm. the traditional way. I think the traditional way is what we're what we're sort of looking down on, but. Um, I, I've either seen or had idea, ideas about different ways to utilize geometry that would sort of end up in an assist, but, but again, nothing like the, you know, the big bar with the big thwack that you can't control. You know what I mean?
1: A different type yeah, of transfer exactly. of energy.
2: Maybe in the future there will be a place for that, but it won't look like that bar that you see when you open up a Kershaw.
1: Maybe we all need to watch Donald Duck yeah. in Math Magic Land. And figure out a new opening mechanism. There is a reference. I tried for you. I I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I mean, bearings, I think, honestly, aren't they easier for companies? Because you can have looser
1: pivot tolerances. You can just kind (laughs) of cover it up by
0: having bearings. So, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if everyone... Did I say? Did I not pronounce pivot right? No, you
1: corrected yourself. But it was going to be funny if you didn't.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, guess
1: what? No one's going to know in post. You say that, so but every single t- <laughs> when I come out smelling like
0: roses. You say that. Yeah, you but
2: always leave it in.
1: <laughs> every other time, it's
0: never, you never remember. remove it. Yeah, because it's funny. So I don't actually. Um, but yeah, I, I figure it's it's more advantageous for budget companies to use bearings. Well, if they're we just kind of be sloppy. If, the, if they're the
2: interested in, in in. Um, the, the way the knife is received and they have any idea that there is a knife community and not just people in the checkout line at Cabela's then absolutely. Yeah. It, it is no question harder to make a knife feel like it was put together with any care. If it's on washers compared to bearing,
1: you know, what's a fun thing to do is to go into the, the knife area at Cabela's or, uh, I guess there's, is there still a Bass Pro Shops? Yeah, they just merged.
2: But I think both are the same thing now, right?
1: Like you go there, you just go up to the knife counter and and you get somebody talking to you about knives. Hey,
0: they have some good Benchmade collaborations, if that means anything manual. It's it's not
1: like the knives there are bad, but I love when the guy starts talking to you about knives and starts, you know, trying to sell knives to you.
0: I, yeah, I uh, have only been to one place that sold like knives that aren't, you know, like well, that isn't Walmart or something. And uh, the guy was very unfriendly. So he did the opposite of trying to sell the
2: knives. So it was a cigar That's shop. That's weird. You, but, walk, you
0: walk in here with tail? your
2: ponytail. What are the chances of that? We also <laughs> have, a have a cigar shop where the one of the people that runs the shop was apparently into knives. And so they have a little section of maids and Spydercos and, you know, stuff like that.
1: What place are you fucking talking about, Jake?
2: Where is yours? Ours is in Lancaster. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Are you talking about that place that's got to be? Is it still there in that mall?
2: Yeah, I, it, I mean, I haven't been there in years, but you remember that? That back in like twenty twelve, like that was a pilgrimage to go out there and actually see knives that we that that we can't afford. I
1: mean, we went there. We went there once.
2: I just didn't bring you. Apparently, really. Anyway, me too.
1: I bought a CRKT there.
2: Mm. A Ken Onion
1: design. Can you guess which one it was? Not you, Jake. The swindle. It was the swindle! Goddamn!
0: No. Of course it was the swindle. It's the best knife CRKT has ever made. I'm God just going to throw that out damn. there. Yeah, Yeah, it was the I'm swindle. I'm coming in with a hot take. I, yeah, I bought one. Uh, I, I bought a swindle at one point. The, the, gro- the ribbed one. It was the ribbed one. So I don't like one. calling it ribbed. It was Ugh. grooved. Ugh. Grooved. Yeah, I'm going to call it grooved. Because the That's grooved better, one had better steel? Yeah, I had 12C27 instead of 8CR. 8CR. So, like... Yeah, so it was like... Yeah, I gave one to yeah, my Yeah, was marginally better, but that knife flipped well. It was nice. I liked it a lot. That was... Yeah, I gave, I gave one to her uh, girlfriend at the time. I gave
1: it to Stefan, never to be seen again.
0: That might be the best... Actually, no, that's... Yeah, that's brother, probably one of the best knives I've ever gifted to somebody.
1: I've given my brother knives, and I'm sure there's some weird stuff, Jake. Yeah. You know all the ones that you say are missing? That... Jake insists that I have an entire, quote-unquote, roll-up of knives that... Mm-hmm. Uh, he hasn't seen in years, and I think a lot of them are yeah. are with. Uh,
0: what is the worst knife you've ever gifted someone? Uh, definitely
2: the, the one, one I sent you, Dave.
1: Oh, okay,
0: yeah, <laughs> the, the Sog, the fake Sog. All right, this one's this one is, is sort of it doesn't immediately sound like the worst one, but I gave so in 2015, my friend who uh, he went to West Point, he's in the Army still. Shout out to him. Uh, it was his first engagement. I gave him an Emerson CQC 10, and. I now feel really bad about that cuz I hate Emerson and I feel like I really I really betrayed him by giving him an Emerson.
1: But was it a real Emerson or the Kershaw? Yeah.
0: Oh. No, it was a real Emerson CQC10. And uh I regret it now cuz I wish I had given
1: him something different. Because I've given him given people the Kershaw versions and they're yeah, still they're going right. strong.
0: Yeah, I mean honestly, it would have been better, but in retrospect, like if I was going to give someone a $200 knife right now and I gave them an Emerson, <laughs> I would
1: Yeah, you'd be fired yeah. off this podcast.
0: Yes. Please actually do that. If I if, if I recommend an Emerson to somebody, um, yeah, regret.
1: I gave <laughs> I gave someone um, what's that Sinkovich design? The old Kershaw Sinkovich design. They did two sizes of it.
0: Oh, the the yes. I I also bought one for someone and it was terrible. Oh, the, Nora. the Nora, the Nora.
1: I had such that high was a bad knife. I had high uh, hopes you for that. gifted that to Barry Donkey? Um, our other friend No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I was no. going to say,
0: they cannot be the Barry of oh, know, wait. custom knife
1: collecting fame. Maybe I gave him the, sm- I think I gave him the large one and I gave Christine the, the small they, they were, one. they were both donkey dick, bro. The, the, the small one, surprisingly, the flipped big, one, okay. did not. The, the big yeah. one did not flip at all.
0: <clears throat> you know, I recently found the first knife I ever bought um, off the internet. Not the first knife I ever bought, but the first one I ever bought off the internet. My parents are planning on moving out of their house eventually, and they were cleaning up and they found it. It is an MTech fixed blade. It is like, I'll, th- I'll take a picture of it next time I'm around it. It's sort of like a kukri. Um, it's in a nylon sheath. It apparently cost me about $16 from Amazon. Back in 2010, maybe, and uh, it's it's not good. it's really not good. Mm. I, uh, I think we need to do to do something with it. It's my first knife ever. Oh.
2: it's very bad. Maybe we should all go find our first knife.
1: The, the first knife I bought off the internet. Jake, do you know it, it's, what's weird about it is that it was a fixed blade. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah,
0: because it's one thing to buy gas station knives or like knives at places on a boardwalk when you're on vacation or something, but first internet purchase. My
1: first internet purchase is was really weird, um, and I bought it on on while I was on the train into Philadelphia for work, and I was like, I'm <laughs> going to do this. It was like a hundred dollars, and I'm like, I'm going to buy this, and it was the Benchmade Adonis oh, wow. fixed blade. Oh, hang on, that's really wow. Cool. That is unexpected. Mm -hmm. Holding it now, and I've that knife is still, still, uh, still around. It It is a solid
2: chunk of D two, with a like flat dark earthy, or I'm sorry, coyote, coyote brown, uh, some kind of I don't know what kind of coating this is. Honestly, it's not. Yeah, it's probably yeah. I guess it would have to be because I was going to say it's not bad. It's not flaking off like a powder coat or a paint would. But it's not obviously DLC, so I'm guessing so it's
1: I kind of like that knife with the top serration. It's a
2: pretty wild knife, actually. I love it.
1: This is the first time I've thought about that knife. Yeah. Well, you know left it, it here because
2: it's such a good pond knife.
1: Yeah, I know. Like At the time, I had no use for a fixed blade.
2: Maybe we should make scales for it next time you're here and videotape the process. I
1: kind of like the wrap. It, what was cool about that knife is it came with paracord so that you could wrap it yourself. And I was really into um, because I couldn't really afford to get good folding knives. I was really into like that hundred dollar range for good fixed blades for some reason. I don't know.
3: Yeah,
0: there was a time where I was also collecting a bunch of fixed blades I was also as well.
1: I'm messing with paracord a lot. So it was like wrapping handles and stuff like that.
0: Oh, yeah. I had the Azula with the paracord wrapped handle that I would
2: carry. I have.
1: I still have a Damascus Azula.
2: Do you still have that Snowy no with the it. epoxy dipped paracord handle?
1: I gave that to Ursula. Ah,
2: that thing yeah, was very sharp. That, terrifying. If it was someone other than <laughs> Ursula, I might have been, I might have been pissed. And That's it was sorry. from
0: before when Snowy. I mean, it was from before Snowy mm-hmm. losing his mind era. So I think that was the beginning of the end for him. The be- yeah, man. What happened to Mike Snowy? I still like Mike Snowy.
1: I like him too. I like Yo, him does too. Like, Doesn't he have no, a pet goat? Doesn't he have that like evil-looking Satan goat? I think he has Black Phillip or whatever. Black Phillip.
0: Yeah, but anyway, I don't know. I don't. I think he has some other occupation because clearly he's not knife making. Is or, he's not like a, his or he's got got like a anymore. rich
1: wife or something.
0: I'm I'm going with yeah. rich wife. He's he's definitely got something going on, but yeah, that's unfortunate because I I love Snowy so. But now he makes videos of him, like, using an auger to dig holes in the ground. And I just, like, the long hair and the yes. mustache. I don't know what's happening, but I kind of enjoy Maybe it. Maybe
1: he makes machinery for stuff like that. I don't know. Like, the Hawks, they make their money from by making mining equipment.
0: That is true. So, back to that question before. You know what? I want to see Grant and Gavin Hawk paired with a production company that can actually make their knives in, like, big numbers. Right. But, like, high quality mm. as well.
2: Gotta mm. go China. Gotta go China, then. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well... I think you're going to start seeing – well, that – you're going to see a lot more stuff from from Gavin in general. They just got a CNC as well. Wait, they didn't have one they before? Ha- not like a modern CNC. I'm sure they had damn other things. He sent me a DM. He's like, I just got a new Haas. So that's good news. Damn. I think they're trying to move uh, – trying to do what Ko- – uh, we talked about Koenig Knives and how they migrated from – Millet. There's no reason why Gavin can't do the same thing.
0: I mean, they know—they certainly they're know what they're doing it. on a small production basis. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. Did we get any other good questions? There were a
1: couple in there. Let's see. I'll see if there's any. You're sending DMs eh. at the same time that you're talking, Dave. And
2: it's, He's a millennial, I mean, man. We've what got multitask, least.
0: guys. Keep up. <laughs> yeah. No, I think we, we covered all the questions. I'm very pleased. Thank you to everyone who left questions uh, on my post that i posted very briefly oh i guess it's like the two-year anniversary of of balzano not delivering on the mars knives because saw that coming mike emmler's going off
1: on that so uh, yeah he asked me to go on his podcast
0: <laughs> wait who
2: has a podcast uh, i
1: think i i found out through this dm that paulo balzano has a podcast
2: that's worth listening to <sighs> jesus christ I, i'm
1: thinking of doing it just to see what happens This is it is very 2018 for everybody to have a
0: podcast now though. Like this is, I'm trying to think of an equivalent trend in the past. Everyone used to have like a blog or like a live journal Mm -hmm. or some shit. Now everyone just has a podcast. Everyone is a podcaster. I agree. Everyone is a quote unquote content creator. Yeah,
1: there's too many. Um, (laughs) there's there's a question on mine. All right, go for it. And it's a, a really it's a question that like if you're into knives and you have any sort of social media presence, how you much? get asked this question almost immediately. No, almost. Almost there. What's <laughs> the best knife for hard use? I d- okay, so here's the thing. I mean, like
0: there are very few knives that are not... I don't know. It depends on how you define hard use. It really is... like Most locks
2: are not going to fail in normal use. No, it, in, real, in real hard use, it would be the stop pin that would fail before the lock because you had actually pushing down.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so so that be let's use that as as a as the br- quote unquote breaking point. What task would you be doing that would be something that you would use a knife for? That that could be a possibility. That would for break a, the that stop would break pin. The stop
0: pin. It would have to be like a striking thing. I feel like you'd have to like
2: stack. Are you supposed? So,
1: you well, Say you're not.
2: Oh, Ryan's yeah, back. And a, and a folding knife. Well, he didn't. He didn't say <laughs> folder. So uh, oh, I'm here. He Who's I'm definitely going to pick a fixed blade best knife
1: for hard use well let's okay for argument let's pick let's pick let's let's use folder because i think it makes it more interesting
0: yeah certainly i don't i mean also one convention is to like have a big thick blade but it's honestly easier to cut things like maybe your hard use will be less hard if you have a knife that like cuts well and you don't have to really put a lot effort yeah
1: but what is that task what is the task that yeah you probably were gonna go
0: I feel like the only thing that really puts that much
1: stress on it is, like, impact. So it would literally
0: have to be stabbing something. I, I And that's not something people do frequently, I don't think.
1: I'm, like, thinking of, like, going through a lot of rope. <laughs> like, a large quantity of... I don't know.
0: Just normal cutting would, should never tax the lock of, like, any well-made hey, knife. hey, Brian,
1: do you remember when I brought over that Medford fat daddy? Do you remember that thing? I forgot you owned that. that. Yeah. Yep. I don't have it anymore. Yeah. Damn. That, that was yeah, like an interrupt, wow. dude. I had some crazy fucking knives that I was going through. <laughs> Again, you know, you, you buy stuff that challenges your ideals. I got a lot yeah. of stuff that I could easily move in trades. Do you know what I mean? So there was a while. Yeah, it's low risk. Yeah, very low risk. And I was like, all right, I got to see what this is all about. So the Medford Fat Daddy was one, and the other one was the Crusader Forge. Um, oh, God, yeah. I forgot you got a Crusader Forge. The, dude, that was, to this day, the biggest knife I've ever owned. Not the biggest knife I've ever seen now that I've seen, what, uh, uh, Fifty Shades of Slash? Is that what his name is?
0: What, the Anthony Griffin
1: yes. knives? Uh, yeah. Produces. But, like, think about it. If you're, like... At a point where you need to do some serious damage with a knife, and you're looking at all the stuff that you've got, like why are you not going to reach for that Medford Fat Daddy or that, uh, uh, or the Crusader
0: Forge? I mean, I feel like it just makes it harder to cut things. Which, if that's what you're doing, it's it's kind of so counterintuitive. You need, so
1: say it's a situation where you need. To absolutely have no compromises on what you're going to do
3: with that knife. Well, don't get a frame lock then. <laughs> then just get a cold steel with a triad lock. Right. That's 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 mm-hmm. the that's what we're everybody's missing. What is right. An acceptable use for a knife. You know, up to, up, unfortunately, too many people think a knife is a tool that can do everything. It could be a screwdriver. It could be a wrench. It could be a pry bar. No, yeah, can't.
0: I don't think knives should be designed to do all those things.
1: What I'm saying is, though, I'm going to reach for that Medford Fat Daddy. If I. If, sure. Like, I'm going to throw that in my backpack and know I can dig with it, pry with it, and whatever, and it's probably going to stay in one piece and I can still cut something with it.
0: Yeah, it'll just be annoying to Don't cut things, Don't get me wrong, I'll still be into I think the other It's stuff.
1: completely absurd and not in the realm of reality whatsoever.
2: But. The one, the one hard-to-use test I, I really loved was, I think it was Survive Knives. Uh, and it was something to the tune of like, you take a handful of them and hammer them into a tree and then use them as a ladder. I mean, that's one type of hard use. Do you guys remember the,
0: the extrema ratio RAO, the knife that had like the, the pin that you put in to block the lock from possibly closing, but the, the extrema ratio was that thing, the RAO. There we go. If you want a ridiculous knife that you could use for anything, I don't even think it had a tip. It was like more or less like a wedge. And uh it had a pin that like attached by a lanyard that you would insert into a hole and it would prevent the the knife from closing. But that
1: goes against what we were just talking about fundamentally. It's not the lock you're worried about, it's the stop pin
3: failing.
0: Yes, yeah, that's exactly what it is. The this thing is ridiculous. I guess they they might still be around. They're 400 bucks. It's hideous. It's two-hand the opening. The you
1: make some of the worst looking <laughs> knives for the money.
0: Yeah. You know what? They don't get enough hate. They genuinely make some absolutely disgusting-looking <laughs> knives
1: that are really overpriced too. I, you know, uh, Brad, uh, Aaron's sheath maker. He bought one of them and showed it to me. I was like, "What in the name of all that is holy is wrong with you?" Yeah, that's a great way to mm-hmm. waste money. And they're like five hundred bucks. Yeah. Some of them. Yeah, they're extremely extreme, extreme, you didn't uh, expensive. Oh, oh I see. What God, you mean, dumb. <laughs> <laughs>
0: God, he loves this. Look at him. <laughs> dude, dude, we're a proper podcast now. We have a soundboard. Um, Gotta have one. Let's see. Was there anything else? Nah, that's, I'm out of questions. Uh, and also out of knife content. I need to recharge. My uh, like, friend on Bill guys. Barrett was
2: hanging out with, with his friends, the Seagulls, and said, uh, I think you should talk about the different types of tool bags that collect knives.
1: I feel like that's what we do.
2: You could uh, Kevin Casey, you could talk... About how the bi-weekly recording is going.
1: <laughs> not well. Yeah. Not well. well we're, we're making. Up do, a, do you really need a with summary of uh, With a bi-recording weekly.
2: Yeah, no, I think we're... I think we've covered a lot of stuff. And for, uh, for a rapid-fire posting episode, I think we're good.
3: Yeah.
1: I am pleased.
0: I do not have the intro music uh, on the soundboard so unfortunately i can't just keep i can't just start playing that while we're doing it okay well you can just fade it out and can you put oh you know what we need to do with sponsors? sponsors so uh
1: here's a word from our sponsor
0: well i well, can put it in the middle yes hold on watch this i can put it in the middle <laughs> i can put it in the middle or i can put it right now because i now added it to the soundboard
1: seriously this episode of the knife nuts podcast is brought to you in part by pvk Vegas. PVK has been selling knives on the internet since 1996. They are the largest microtech dealer in the United States, specialize in automatics and balisongs, and have a strong selection of high-end customs. Visit their showroom on the Las Vegas Strip, a five-minute walk from the USN show. Use coupon code KNIFENUTS for 5% off your order.
0: I had to mute Jake during that because I thought it was going to play over the... I think it <laughs> would have.
1: I uh, really yeah. want to re-record that because I had a really bad cold when I recorded that. I mean, and I like I it, actually but... I kind of want someone else to do it. I'm I'm sure everyone's tired of hearing my voice. And I don't mean... One of uh, you're you, the I a mic, Yeah, I don't mean That's either a of idea. you three either. I'm talking about like getting someone else
2: to record it.
3: <laughs> what, you don't think I would be good at it? I
2: think yeah. we should have some hidden content. We, this is where, where your Brian girl theory comes the in though. We can content. have a girl a girl read all that stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well that's what I'm gonna do.
0: You, you did say you wanted a sensual
1: woman. Well, that's to do actually it. that was Jeremiah's suggestion. That wasn't oh, I'm okay. gonna, I have I have some candidates I gotta pick. Wait, can we announce our other sponsor? Or yeah, is it like I don't know if it's official. Uh so it's, it's official. Out- I'm just waiting for the money to hit the account. <laughs> So, all right. so i'm not nope they're not getting no, i'm not gonna everything. say anything It. it, it, it so it's get approved. not <laughs> everything is kosher just gotta get that bank transfer so waiting on that western union that's transfer exactly what's happening and it's not for and drug it's not money. for drugs yeah it's, what, it's, we have, we actually have a knife manufacturer sponsoring the show now which is crazy
0: yeah there's the spoiler so that's yeah. all you're getting on that, on that. all time, right thank you everyone for listening yeah knife podcast.com i got doing it this good. time i'm redeeming myself because of last episode he's doing it he's um, doing it we have a <laughs> we have a patreon account that you could find on our website if you would like to donate we would highly appreciate that you get stuff like the podcast early or giveaways mm-hmm. we gave away a viper fortis which is actually a pretty to decent knife put, so
1: putman mm-hmm.
0: yeah so your 25 a month contribution could get you a 200 knife so yeah that we have merch buy the merch we'll come out with new merch eventually still,
1: if you have ideas for merch just let me know
0: yeah and uh okay i'm done being you name, I you did like i like this very good very well all right peace <laughs> that's a. once again i'm night this